Was that good? On a level on the level of podcast, did you get what you wanted? This is absolutely one of my favourites. Yeah, know this has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really good. It's all been right. a real kind of eye-opener. Like, oh my God. We're doing all right. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing all right. <laughs> I made you Stop. feel lucky about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Waves. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. Hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was about start. to say, we didn't start with a laugh, and then the builders next door kicked off. Welcome to shitting with the door open. Uh, I don't always do this, but I'm Harley Breen, uh, and that's Wade Nathaniel Duffin. I feel weird introducing myself, to be honest. Well, that's why I do it for you. I appreciate it. And we have uh, another guest in the shed for this week's episode. It is retired photographer. Retired? Yes. Father of two. Yes. James Penleides. Yes. yes. Are you, do you put in crowd noises and claps? Yeah, mate. Yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to hear. <laughs> or as Wade spelt your name in a text to me yesterday, Pendulitis. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I just threw a few extra. I've heard worse. <laughs> just went vowel heavy. I just went, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll just give it a crack. All right, All right. That sounds like a venereal disease, which matches, James. Um, <laughs> now, James, right out of the gate, um, parenting is not a competition, but if it were, I feel like your personal story wins out of all of my friends. Uh, oh yeah, on the level of um, hard times as a parent, and to set that scene, you got two kids, ages what? Uh, they're uh, ten and twelve. Ten and twelve. And um, why isn't it a competition? You know, did you say wow. it's not a competition? Yeah, Let's make it a competition. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because your eldest child, the twelve-year-old, the um, first child, yes, the first child, they're always problematic. He came out different. Yes, he's d- he's a disabled boy. He yes. uh, is missing a part of a chromosome Q two. It's a deletion that is rare, so there's no name for it. Yeah, and he is um, intellectually heavily. Uh, well, very intellectually disabled. He doesn't talk. Yep. He's still in nappies. He's extremely strong. And we do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's right. yeah, always wow. a surprise. You know, yeah. And, and I, look, I guess that's a common thread in all parenting. No, neither of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. But the difference is... Like, we don't have a 12-year-old that's still in We have a rough idea. We've got a rough idea. We've got, yeah. like, a vague idea of what's going to happen tomorrow. But you have, like, just... Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And he does, uh, doesn't understand danger. So he's... Not only is he getting stronger, but he does still enjoy running on open roads and, you know, yeah, doing wow. crazy shit. So he has to be constantly watched. And yep. we're talking about like a 12-year-old boy. We're not talking about like a three-year-old girl. We can just, oh, I'll just pick you up and take you back. No, like, we're talking different... about a strong, he's actually a lot stronger than the average 12-year-old that comes from frustration of not being able to communicate. So yeah, yep. um, all that frustration is is um, coming through in strength and he can push an adult over. So Yeah, wow. Know, and um, sometimes you think he's coming in for for a hug, but he'll um, slap you or punch you instead. So you know, right. oh, man. he is um, very unpredictable. Yeah, and um, I'm just getting really good at living with these unpredictable 
behaviour. Now, uh, the reason I know you and know you quite well is you've taken my promo shots uh, for pretty much the entirety of my career. Some yes, lovely erotic highlight. photography. Yeah, he's also highlight of my career. He actually mate. has photographed me in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. And you got nude. I got nude. <laughs> to yes, take nude. the photo. <laughs> this is the absolute truth. <laughs> I did Share have a G-string on. Share the love. This um, sounds like, like a, oh, you get nude, I'll get nude. Fine. <laughs> it's just photography. It's okay. It just seemed, I'll go yes. to my couch if you really <laughs> want the job. You want the job? It hardly doesn't know I do that with everyone. <laughs> um, you're not special. <laughs> but you, you are, you're officially retired now from the job. Is, uh, is yeah, that I, because I of say that. Uh, yeah, look, I say that, but I'm still sort of uh, packing the tools for good mates. But but um, enough about your dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I just don't want those little, uh, those tiny little jobs that are coming in uh, anymore, and I don't do them. And uh, besides, my uh, studio has turned into a uh, a bar now. So oh, is it? Yeah, is it really? Yeah, the king of the king of Tonga has, has taken, taken over. over the whole lot. Yeah, yeah that's wow. right. Now I still have it as mine before three o'clock before they open up. Yeah. Um, but I I really don't want to go in there for a small jobs anymore yeah. and the world's changed everybody's doing it themselves and calling themselves photographers so it's uh it's a losing battle to try and stay in business but you yeah, still take great. photos for me wouldn't you still take there photos for mates on record <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> on record uh, but the reason i brought that up that you've you know, you've pulled back a little bit um is that because you're um are you the primary carer at home out of yeah, you and your wife just became uh, look what what was happening was that I was resenting uh, my uh, world of being a house dad. My wife is extremely smart and busy and often overseas. And it was just getting too difficult to juggle a life with uh, two boys and one very disabled boy. And um, I found myself just hating life because I had this other, you know, very important yeah. career. And um, as soon as I eased back, I started becoming a better parent and a, and a less angry parent. Was that know? a um, hard adjustment to make? Like, was that like a like uh, was it like an easy decision? Like, oh, I'm going to stop being. No, it wasn't an easy like decision. It went on for years, you know. Yeah. So you know, there was uh, there was a, a good five six years where I was running my business sort of half mast and not. All right, fun. enough about your penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You're loving that building noise. Is that coming through? Oh, yeah, it'll probably, probably come through, but you know what? Everyone, uh, I think, in the shooting with the door open community uh, yes. is well up on our ineptitudes <laughs> at this stage <laughs> of right. the podcast. Good. Patreon coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be here. Um, uh, this is an interesting point, though, because uh, obviously I don't have the same situation as you, but I have a very similar experience with the when you pull back. Uh, as a parent and, and actually focus on the task of parenting. Um, for instance, a um, very simple thing that I've started doing is when the boys start waking up in the morning, I just get up. I don't try and fight it. I don't mm. go, we're staying in bed for another 10 minutes. Mm. And I'm far less angry. I'm far more focused. And so on a more extreme level, you've pulled back from your own um, personal business and... Mm. Um, and I, I imagine maybe that was something you would do without a severely disabled child. But was yeah, it, it was always going to be the case where I'd probably be the primary carer in the trenches yeah. because my wife was sort of, you know, just 
building and getting better and better and, and bringing in a, a decent income. What does she yeah. do, sorry? She's um, oh, a headhunter of uh, one of the highest level, highest companies. Yeah. And, uh, she talks to um, important people all around the world and find them jobs. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, so, so they basically, and if they don't have somebody in Australia, they find them, she finds them overseas. Yeah, yeah right. wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've, I've thought about this a lot since I found out about your story and, and uh, what you're up against with your eld- the oldest kid is how you manage that with your younger kid who, to use the wrong term, is normal because there's no fucking normal, but in comparison is normal how do you manage the the needs of the severely disabled child well the younger kid just basically missed out he missed out on a lot um because i was constantly on guard with the the dangerous one yeah yeah and um quite often he had to sort of just um manage by himself and uh we, we did play uh, a lot of attention to him and give him as much of it. I gave him as much of dad as he possibly could have, but yep. he did have to grow up differently, you know, yep. yeah, uh, with less attention. Also, he was when he was younger, he was getting hit and whacked bef- behind his head, right? Yeah, so, right. yeah, um, he'd always be crying, come to coming to me with, um, with tears and and not understanding why he's getting punched and hit all the time. So um, at a very early stage, I worked out that if I teach him about ninjas and (laughs) what ninjas (laughs) can do and we watch videos and see how amazing they are and, and all their senses, he will be able to learn how to defend himself and what took place was that we were both really ninjas in the household and and when he did get hit he'd come to me without crying and say dad he got me and yeah. uh so so he you know considered himself a ninja and <laughs> took on that role <laughs> that's great that's really uh inspector clouseau um, <laughs> and his houseboy kind of situation anyway what do you think uh the relationship's like uh between your two boys at this stage oh, they don't have a relationship i mean uh, the the um the youngest one does care for his brother but they're pretty much uh, living in the house, uh, the, like the disabled boy doesn't need any company. You know, yeah. he's just—he'll be—he d- he needs his space, and he doesn't have the skills to play. So they're just living like this separate lives. They're living separate lives in the same house, yeah. and it's—and it's a very noisy household. So he's uh, very distressed, and he's always crying and spending a lot of time on the ground. You know? Yeah. So you know, it's just—it's just his nature to be um, not able to cope with the world yeah Yeah, wow what uh what kind of um support do you feel you've had or lack thereof over the course of you know the 12 years of parenting well you have your mates and and that's handy in the darkest times but then you realize you you when they ask how you are and you tell them the truth you're starting to wear your mates out and there's not a lot of fun in the room and they're sad for you and depressed for you so uh, when you stop uh, telling your mates, then you you look at something else, and that was Dan. 
Dan Murphy. You know, yeah. right. <laughs> he was very helpful and kept me alive. <laughs> and um, then you know you can you can try it. You, you try counsellors. The system of helping with respite wasn't really working in those days. They'd give me somebody different when I was really um, in trouble every day, and it takes two hours to uh, explain what how every room he can kill himself in and how he can do it. So it was exhausting for me to get another person the yeah. next day. They couldn't actually give me the same person. This was back when we couldn't afford to get help and care. So yeah. uh, when we could and we were wealthy enough to afford help and care, we trained one person okay, to great. do it. And that's that's when uh, life changed. And ended um your your oldest boy did he form a relationship with that person yeah. or does he does he yeah, form he relationships I'm really I'm not too sure about how yeah of course of course he formed a, re- a relationship a caring and trusting uh, a relationship so yeah. you know he's um, yeah of course he did you yeah, nice. you um you sent me uh, a message that you wrote uh, after you'd been to see Dan Murphy one <laughs> night um yes. You'd, uh, I think you wrote it to the NDIS or to the minister. That's right. My wife came home one night and said, "You have to write something about your experience with uh, uh, for the NDIS to, you know, consider getting funding." And and uh, I was already a, a bottle of wine down and, uh, <laughs> and uh, ready so to I, write. Uh, cracked open the second bottle and I wrote it in about uh, you know half an hour. And uh, she said, oh, "It's got." A, I said, "How long?" And she said. Uh, you know, just a page. I said, you want me to put 11 years into one page? And she said, well, do your best. And uh, so I did anyway. Um, no, it's one of the... It's one of the best pieces of uh, personal writing I've ever read on any subject ever. Yeah. Like I, well, I thoroughly it's not going to go on out to the public. <laughs> well, no, but but anyway. you, you did send it? Um, it was seen by a paediatrician, so, yes. and, and it did help. It did help us you know, jump a few cues. And, and so there was a good response to it? Well, the few people that saw it, yes. It was yeah. a good response to it. Yeah. Well, you know. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> because it feels like at the moment, um, because Wade and I have no experience with with special needs children, um, that the reason you guys, meaning you and your wife, are doing better is purely because of your own personal financial situation. Is that that's correct? It does make it better. Yes. So if, if there he, wasn't, he costs a hundred thousand dollars a year in fuck. care. Whoa. Right, just to have somebody to watch him. He's not a child that you cannot watch and all the, the time. And does the government pick up any of that? Uh, they are now. Yeah. They And they didn't before, you know. So it was all, you know, self-funded. And I feel for the parents that have children as difficult as mine that, uh, that can't afford yeah. to get that kind of help. So... You know, we were lucky in that sense that uh, my wife works extremely hard and saw me, you know, um, saw me uh, falling apart and yeah. and decided that we don't need furniture. Let's just get care. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just living sure. in an empty box. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's someone in there with you. This is fantastic. Yeah. 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 Um, well, maybe we'll go off this subject just for a bit because I'm I'm uh, interested because I think you're such a present and committed guy. Every time I've been with you, mm. in in the way that you approach life, and obviously you're doing that as a parent, what was your upbringing like? 
with your parents? Um, Do you well, think that that gave you some sort of foundation? My mother was the rock. She was hardworking and very controlling, and 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 my father didn't really. He was a kind of very, uh, let's say, he was a city guy, right? So he was not really present and uh, able to give me any good, you know, parenting. He was right, sort yeah. of absent, one of those old school yeah. grease dads that would be happier playing ga- backgammon at the cafe than, you know, yeah, right. spending time with his kids. And so. do you have many brothers and sisters? I have an older brother. Yes, yeah, so yep. yeah. Uh, six years older, so yeah. Uh, but well, look, uh, the work ethic came from my mother, and the and the love and the care for people came from my mother. So, yeah, right. You yeah, know, nice. you know, yeah, if you're in business, uh, if you were in bi- business like mine, which is an intimate relationship with um, uh, clients to get the best out of them and uh, trust out of them, you need to like people. You know, yeah, it needs totally. to be in yeah, your yeah, blood, yeah, yeah. right? So. Yeah. You can't fake that stuff. Because you know. I've seen you work. Like uh, Claire's come in to have some photographs yeah, taken, yeah, yeah. and you're so personable. Just this yeah, big personality. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, enough about that. It's over, man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk about my work. But it involves parenting. I was just going to talk about a contrast between like the big personality at work uh, and then to go home to like a, a bit to of like a harder to, to a harder situation like how was that was there well, like a, did you have to like flip a switch or? Uh, uh, work was restful compared okay. to going home home was work and um, and it was traumatic work it was being in the trenches it's like um, it's like it was it wasn't uh, home still today is not a place that I rest in and yeah. so uh, it is harder being a parent of my children than going to work work is a breeze yeah Uh, so you know and when i was having shitty life people would ask me how i was and i would tell them i'm fucked i'm fucked in the head yeah it's but it's not going to affect your photographs so let's get on (laughs) 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 well and, and the reason i was sort of talking about your and wanted to hear about your your um childhood is because you're a you know uh, not to be rude a generation older than me. Um, uh, I think we're not in the same generation, which means that you're one of the first in an age bracket of present dads, and yes. you didn't have that modelled to you. No. So which means you're just doing it cold. Yeah, and also I I, I did it late too. So yeah, I, it was I was like forty when I had my first child. So right. it, it, it I wasn't very. I didn't have good example of parenting to be wanting to jump into it right away. So yeah. it yeah. took a long time to, to get there. But anyway. Well, yeah. so what stopped you doing the runner and, and opening a milk bar in Darwin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what stopped me doing that? Uh, what stops you now? What stops me from time? Time. I, I don't have any time, you know. Right. Yeah, I can't. I, and I don't have any um, uh, room to take on new projects at the moment because it's I'm life is consumed you know yeah with, yeah with uh, this child and and it's forever right yeah, so, so then where do you get your where do you get your respite from then oh respite. Are you still going to Dan yeah go yes Dan and uh, when when he goes to sleep you know yeah you, you just you, I like 
uh, to go right into the night, two o'clock in the morning. It's a very special time when when there is quiet and peace. Yeah. And so uh, it's not ideal, but that's when I recharge. Right. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, I think there's some commonality there. Yeah, that's for right. us. When the kids go to bed, you can kind of just fucking unwind a bit. And you know you should go to bed when the kids go to bed because then you'd actually get some sleep. But yeah. you don't go to bed. But you need a few hours. Your, because it becomes your time. Yeah, you know? yeah and It becomes your, time. your, your uh, special time too. Yeah. Your, your me time, your, yeah. your time and to I yourself. Like friends who like, they'll send their kids to bed at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And that's no judgment on them. But I'm like, when do you get time <laughs> yeah. to yourself? Like, yeah. At what point do you have time to just fucking unwind to yourself? Well, the last couple of days um, was been celebrations in uh, in our house. Um, my eldest kid just turned nine. Happy birthday! Yesterday, happy birthday, happy birthday Leo! Well done, great kid. Did a great, great play date, by the way. I I've every year, and I'm against this as an idea. Every year we've had a birthday party. Oh, yeah. good. Every well fucking year. That's gonna be one fucking to eight every year there's been a proper birthday party. We're doing it every year and I'm not on board. I'm not on Claire board. Claire knows I'm not on board. She Are will listen in? to this podcast and I'm fucking, I'll tell you now, <laughs> I'm not into it. <laughs> because when I grew up... You I, can miss a few when they're young. You well, know, we had one want. birthday party <laughs> when we were six and we had one birthday party when we were 12 and we had one birthday party when we were 18 and that was it. Yeah, that I was your birthday parties. Whereas this kid's had eight in a row. And so I tried to I tried to talk to him about it leading up to the party. I said, mate, leading up to the birthday, I said, we're not having a party this year. And there was an immediate, oh, but that's just what we do. <laughs> and then I convinced him that it would actually be better if you just choose one special friend and we do a special birthday day, uh, do a tour of St Kilda. Yes. Um, where we live. And he... Finally got around to it and got on board. I think I spent more money on just two children than I have on all the previous <laughs> birthday parties. You know, we we uh, we went out. We went uh, for a wander around. Went to Luna Park. They both got the endless rides ticket. Uh, yeah. We uh, we went for Yochi. Um, they were sugared up to the fucking max. <laughs> um, we came back. They played with some of the presents. We went out and got burgers. They played video games. It was great. Yeah, but it's I'm good, getting to it's good mixing it up, isn't it? You don't want to give them the sort of you know the the enormous party, crowd party, and and make them think that. That's what they're going to get all the time. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, so it's good. It's good. Well, yeah, but I'm. I, this is what I'm struggling with at the moment. I was going to talk about how the the fact that he went um, late to bed, and I was like, "Fuck, just get to bed. I'm done with you." But anyway, mm. it's that. So there's a, there's a story from my childhood that has stayed with me because I can picture every moment of it. My older brother asked my parents for a weight set, as in dumbbells and weights, for Christmas. <laughs> That's what he wanted. And on Christmas Day, there's this box, as big as what you would imagine a weight set would come in. Yes. Yeah. And my brother's so pumped up, excited about his weights. He? I reckon he was probably around 14, 15. Yeah, right. So I was about 12. Yeah. Um, fat little 12-year-old. I was a fat little 12-year-old. Thanks for bringing it up. Well, and I didn't want to let it go by. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Randall is unwrapping his, what he thinks is going to be a weight set and pulls the paper back and it's fucking Pictionary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? no. Now, the next moment was absolute, I saw it in his face. It was absolute devastation. 
and he went out into the backyard and stood there <laughs> like his absolute world had been crushed and broken. Oh. And I remember that feeling, watching that feeling happen, and, th- and I thought to myself, I'm not doing that as a parent. I'm not going to do that as a parent. If my kid asks for a weight set, they're getting a weight set. But also, like, if they ask for a weight set and you can't get them to say no. Say no, well, yeah, but if they yeah if they ask for a weight set, don't get them fucking Pictionary. Like, yeah, get, yeah. get them something that's slightly related. Yeah, yeah. Get them a skipping rope, <laughs> you know? So, as long as they're not asking for a McLaren, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the problem. So, my kid asked for Minecraft video yes. game. Yes. Yeah. Um, Henna and I feel like that we're, that's too early uh, in our house to have video games yet. So, yes. but I was really conflicted is I don't want to be my parents. Yes. So, what we, he asked for <laughs> Minecraft. We got him a board game. You got him a Pictionary. <laughs> oh, no. oh, dear. How oh, the cycle completes so itself. We got him a board game that's titled Sorry. Oh, great. <laughs> there you go. That's it. But well. it's, the, it's the measuring of that expectation. I don't know how you do it as a parent when your kids want something. And, and obviously, this is going to be more in line with your 10-year-old. When they want something, do you as a parent just go, right, you can have it? I I use it as leverage. I mean, if it's something that's expensive, like a new iPad or or whatever, you you don't get into that immediately. You just tell them, well, we'll consider that on your birthday, you know. Yes, right. Use it as leverage or, you know, all we ask is that you, you try hard at school. Well, you know, you're not you're not expecting your kids to be geniuses. That's too big an expectation. Yeah, you know, some parents do it, but you know, you just want them to have a go. Yes, and, yes, uh, and yes, yes. You, you know, a good expensive gift is is a great use uh, for you know leverage and getting that, getting good behavior. Yeah, that's right. good Why give up something for nothing? And no. uh, you know, and uh, and if it's four months away, you get good behavior for four months. You know, so yes, yes <laughs> yeah, why not? So, when is your ten-year-old's birthday? What uh, month? November the twentieth. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that, yeah means, I know. that means you got Christmas and What's birthday. What's he after? He's after a um, a mountain bike, and so that's oh, a four hundred dollar yeah, gift. So you right. You gotta you gotta um, use that. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and is is he a good kid? He's a great kid. He's an amazing kid. Yeah, considering the life he's had, I mean, he was running towards me for attention. And my back was turned to him and I couldn't give it to him because I was covered in shit or vomit or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He had a life like Because you had a big knot on the piss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. And nothing to do with your shit in my hands. Just My own shit got in my hands. But. <laughs> just James and Dan just hanging out. Um, what's your What's your relationship like with your 10-year-old? Like are you mates or is it just a father-son Oh, you know, I strongly believe you've got to get that balance right. You don't want to be mates, and yep. um, uh, you can be fun. And yes. yeah. You can be extreme fun. I mean, he thinks I'm um, I'm the weirdo parent, and uh, he's embarrassed about me. You know, being nude on. television and all sorts of things let's give the context to that (laughs) see this is something I like about you when you think something when you um, I think you're big on justice Yes, you're very, you're very big on justice and and big on hating councils. Yeah, so <laughs> there was a house, and some of some people listening may remember you from 
there was plenty of different shows you went on. You went on the project. Uh, I think you were on the Current Affairs. Yes, yes. Um, because the house beside your house uh, went up another story. That's right. And they promised you that they have frosted glass on the upper story. That's right. So the that council, you'd have privacy. The council gave me their word when I walked in and told me that yes, of course there will be frosted windows. Yeah. And the builder for a year and a half said. You will be getting frosted windows, and yep. they basically just finished the house without frosted windows, and they moved in. So and it so didn't your, happen. Your <laughs> response was, "You went right, my, dick out." I just figured that I'm just going to get my dick out for the, for the rest of the year. If they, they want to look into my house, I'll give them something to look at. And uh, it was it was distressing and upsetting because you know you live out where I do in Bentley's for space, and you know you're not the the body shape that you used to be when you're 25 so you you know you get out there for privacy and uh you don't, all of a sudden you don't have it so it was yep. yeah so i got my dick out every day painted, <laughs> <laughs> made a martini painted the windows and uh, cleaned the gutters so my ass was closer to the windows and eventually after the sixth day they uh paint uh, they frosted the window. That was a victory, anyway. <laughs> so um, your kid, your ten-year-old, is completely aware of that. W- what was he saying at the time? Well, put it he, away, Dad. He was, uh, yeah. He didn't think much of it until it went viral, and and all his friends were. Uh, telling him that they saw me on TV, <laughs> and he was very embarrassed. But, you know, it's, it's, it adds character to your child. You know? Well, genuinely, like I, one one side of this story is it's just fucking funny. Um, the other side of it is I think that's a valuable lesson to teach your child that um, that justice is right, that um, uh, a fair go is right, and that if you want something, mm. then then you fight for it. Yeah. And if that means getting your dick out... There are many <laughs> ways to fight for it, as it turns out. There's many ways to start will, a revolution. He will understand that later on in life. Right yeah. now, he's still, um, he's still coping with the scars of that <laughs> uh, But that will come later in life. But yeah, you don't... Um, yeah, justice is very important. I've done so many... Um, illegal things that people w- will never hear about. Um, and it's not illegal to be nude in your backyard, just, by the way. Uh, all related to justice, and um, and I learnt that a long time ago. I learnt that if somebody is going to be a complete asshole and fuckwit to me, that I they will they will get it back one day. And yeah, yeah. and and. For years before that, I believed in karma, and then I thought, "Oh no, that's not good. I'll I'll be the karma, you know. Yeah, yeah right. Right. why why let somebody else deal with this fuckwit? <laughs> I'll deal the with universe. it now, and it's usually impulsive. Most yeah. of the time, it's impulsive and immediate, but a lot of times when it's um, when it requires planning and not getting caught, it takes a long time, and they <laughs> they always get it back. Excellent, man. Does your... So your 10-year-old is grade five, isn't it? Yes. Grade five. Um, Does does he have close friends? Yes, he does. Are you friends with his friends? Like, uh, and and, and not like I said before about being friends with your kid, but are are you... No, uh, I'm the the clown. I'm the crazy... Like you're the fun dad. Abstract, yeah. I'm not necessarily friends uh, with his friends. I don't need to be. No, no, no. no, And that's not what I meant, but I... I'm I'm sort of at the stage now uh, again with Leo that 
um, he's forming tighter bonds. It used to just be, oh, I hung out with this guy, so it's my best mate. Yeah. Um, now the best mate is actually emerging, and it's it's somebody that's a consistent. And yeah. me wanting to um, create a situation where that best friend of Leo can also come to me. Um, yeah, and, yes. and talk to me. Um, so, do you have that kind of a relationship? I guess no, I'm not with at this stage. Kids. I don't have the time to be, you know, of investing yeah. in other uh, uh, other kids or their parents. Yeah, um, yeah. That was the next thing I was going to no, say. Do you no, have parents I don't. At no, look, look, look. When I pick up my child, all the parents sort of just leave me alone. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm the probably the odd one out, and there, I think there's a little bit of fear. From other parents <laughs> to to uh, get to know me, and and you can show your disinterest in other people very easily. So you know, yeah. you just, <laughs> you just have a narrow vision when you're picking up and uh, get your child and get out of there. You know, I don't need. I've got my friends, man. I've got schoolmates from forty. Years ago, yeah, we well, still yeah. see each other. I do tell my child that there's a good chance that the kids that you're hanging with today are going to be, you know, your mates forever. You know, if you're yeah, that yeah, well. type of child that invests in in people, you will keep them forever and they might be your lawyer one day. You might need them. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking your from experience. They might be your accountant. They might be your mechanic for your first car, you know. Um, so um, I do let them let him know that the, the kids he's chosen now could be there for a long time with yeah, him. Yeah, wow. That's... that's, that's um. I don't feel uh, just uh, again. I'm going to mention what the, the noise. Fuck is is that noise fucking coming through? It's fucking. Yeah, irritating. that's what I thought I'd mention. If you're hearing the noise, we are in the shed and we're beside a construction site. I've got to say they've been an absolute dream to work with. Those yeah. guys next oh, door. Yeah, I know them all personally. We say good day, but yeah, uh, right. Things are got to get built. Yep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just the nature of it. They're going to yep. put those frosted windows in. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, well, we're sending James around. He'll sort it out. I didn't actually get shown the plans because I'm a renter. I'm not yes. an owner, so they yep. don't really care about me. Exactly. Um, but I'm very happy with the height of the windows upstairs because yeah, that's yeah. you'd have to stand on something and get up there to peer to into see. It. And, and um, I'm naked. I'm babysitting my neighbour's plants at the moment. Oh, nice! All the plants in my front yard are Andrew's plants. Yeah. Oh, good, good. <laughs> um, but I was going to say it's not it's not a common thing that um, people are, of even waiting my age or, or your age have school friends. Or I'm saying that because I'm hoping it isn't because I, I have no school have friends. One close friend still from high school when we were like 15 but that is kind of it and then but I went to a few different primary schools as well like I moved around a little bit so I had no yeah. real bond there I went to two different high schools so yeah but I think like if I think of the girls and I think we don't really plan on leaving our house and so they're going to go to a primary school with a set of friends. Yeah. And then some of them will go to like two different, probably two different high schools in the area that they can go to. So yep. I imagine some of them will go to the same high school she does. Yeah. So there's a high chance, like as you were saying, that with, as she gets older, those friends that she's making, even now. Yes, absolutely. Like, because even we, now. like uh, some of the parents as well, so we're forming these relationships with them, yep. that the, the, there's a high chance that she could be friends with some of them as she's just getting older. But I'm envious I don't tell her that, though. <laughs> I don't want to put that pressure on her. <laughs> I'm envious of you at, at your stage in life that you still have friends from high school. Oh, yeah. Look, we were, we were a unique group, uh, you know, very multicultural group. And in my school, Footscray High, that doesn't exist anymore, there were a lot of 
little groups and tribes. The Aussies hung together, you know, the you know, the you surfy the blonde Ang- yeah. Yeah. Anglos, the Yugoslavs had their little group, the Italians had their little group and you know they played soccer and you know all, all of that stuff and and the ones that were left over were the you know open-minded guys that didn't yep. want to be a part of a you know of a little a, clip, a, 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 you know a, a crew a, you know we were just the misfits that just didn't want to be in that kind of clicky yeah crowd so we bonded like yeah, nice. we we really bonded in that way and we ended up all very open-minded um, yeah, and human beings, and uh, that's probably what kept us together, you know. And and, and are these guys now parents themselves? Uh, most of them, yes. And yeah. so you you spoke before about you know the, the hardships you have as a as a parent leaning on these guys. Um, they're still the sorts of people you'll call up and say, "Hey, can I just dump some?" Shit oh on you? no! You have that kind I, of I don't do it anymore. Don't dump on my, my mates anymore. Um, it's better dumping on you know uh, outer circle uh, friends. So yeah, you know, right. it just keeps the my relationship with my mates you know a little healthier. Sure, I did yeah. it for years, and and as I said before, it it was wearing them out. You know, yeah. And uh, that's why you have counsellors, and you you know you if you find the right one, um, they. That's what you're paying them for, to yeah. so you don't wear out your, you know, your, your, your personal. That's why I have yeah. Wade. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have this podcast. It's <laughs> literally why this podcast exists. Uh, it takes a long time to find the right counsellor. I mean, it was. Uh, I think I have a good one now, but uh, uh, I had, I wasn't big on looking for help. You know, mental yeah. help, and. Uh, and the first, uh, you know, five were hopeless, and yeah. you know, they were just looking at me pitiful. And you don't, I don't need pity. They don't need pity. You yeah, need pity. And and most of them just, and some of them even said when they're not qualified. And I would always challenge them. I said, "Are you qualified for this? Do you have an answer? You you you're smart. You need to give me a smart answer now." And I would always, uh, you know, be, um, uh, you know challenging so that if what if i wasn't making progress i'd i'd move on and how often do you see someone now oh probably once a month uh once a month and um and uh, and she's she's good she's yeah. giving me some tools to work with you know i needed homework they weren't giving me homework you yeah, know most sweet. of them so do you mind sharing some of those tools oh gee um well the one important one when you have uh so much anger and so so much anger is that i can generally when i'm triggered read go from you know zero to a hundred very quickly yeah and that's not good for anyone so you've got to find something in the middle yes before you lose your shit yeah right so you know that's the, the there's plenty, and I don't really want to go through that's the, fine, the yeah, long that's list yeah. of <laughs> tips for you know. Uh, yeah, but when, like, because were you? How was your mental health before your oldest boy? Really good. I was the, one of the most um, positive um, people around. I was yeah. really. I can attest uh, to that. I knew yeah, you before I your was boy. Really. Um, a r- it was just like you know your ego is 
telling you that the world revolves around you and everything yeah. is Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Everything is just grand. It's just, I'm creating my own destiny. I have complete control. You know, you yep. live this kind of illusion. And, uh, and when you become a parent of a, a difficult child or when you become a parent, you realize that you don't really have that control. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And do you remember like you how you felt like when when you found out your child was um disabled like well, in, in those oh, early when did you find out it was uh early cuz he came out with webbed feet and um and we knew some and a and an extra toe so oh, wow. uh, we knew something was wrong but no one could tell us and yeah. you're also so excited about the miracle of birth yeah that you you're strong. You've got yep. this. You've got the strength and the to to do this. But um, you know you take enough punches, and the punches were uh, not sleeping. A distressed child. He screamed for eight hours of his waking day, and oh, wow. and um, it was and it took its toll. It took yeah. its toll, and um, and we would we would. Um, I remember one day um, I just to get the noise reduced. I took him out of the house at three o'clock in the morning and stuck him in the pram yeah. and put him in the middle of a football oval. Oh wow! And walked to the bench and sat on the bench and watched the sun come up while he cried all through the night. And that was actually better than having that noise level in the house. In the house, you know. It's like yeah. a car alarm going off yeah, in your of house, course. you know, and you can only handle that for a certain period of time without going crazy. Yeah, man, that is so. And intense. it's too, it's too late now. So already crazy. So you <laughs> knew, you knew well before um, you conceived your uh, second child. Uh, was that a choice to have a second child, and if so, why? When you were already going through what you were going through with your eldest child. Well, we were told that th this is one of the million things that can go wrong in a pregnancy. It had nothing yeah. to do with our, you know, our genetics. genetics, and and so we we wanted to have a, an experience of a normal child. When he came out, the second one uh, came out, and we saw what he did, which was normal. We, I remember telling myself, fuck, no wonder people have five kids. I could have <laughs> fucking ten like this one. Yeah, you right. Know, I, right. You know, yeah. Th this is amazing. It's a completely, it was like having a child for the first time when oh, we got wow. a normal child. Um, everything was difficult with the first one. They were spent a lifetime in hospitals. And um, uh, I remember one day... Uh, he was unwell and I was lying beside him in hospital for two weeks with my hand on his chest while he held. And then we got him home and he was well and I rang my wife saying, something's not right. I'm bathing my child. I was, I'm not feeling well. She couldn't come home early enough. The next day, my legs were paralyzed and I couldn't get out of bed. So I, the, the stress, oh the my stress God. of... Uh, of that had just paralyzed my legs. And I remember sa my wife saying, well, well, we just got to take you to the doctor. And I said, I'm about to piss in the bed, so get a fucking ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> so the ambulance gave me 
a hit of um, the adrenaline. The, yeah, the yeah. whatever it is, the green. Um, oh, and, and it starts with N, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no we're, we're, we're both doctors. <laughs> should, should come in a pill, that thing. Anyway, I got myself to the toilet and then collapsed and just spent. You know, it was my turn to be in hospital. So the Fuck. stress, physically and mentally has it takes its toll that's extraordinary you know i have two prolapse discs today from lifting and picking him up yeah and i can't feel my legs um at the moment so you know it's just uh it really does physically take its toll as well as mentally yeah wow what what do you what do you think your future uh, looks like with your uh, I can't children. actually think of the future it's been erased because it's just now because it's now yeah I love it when people talk about you know living in the now and I don't have a fucking choice right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't think about tomorrow when you're in the trenches yeah, and uh, uh, you know, I reflect on soldiers and Vietnam vets. When you're in there, you're not thinking about tomorrow you're and not your thinking future. Five years from you're now. dodging bullets, yeah. and you're just getting through the next ten minutes. Yeah. So you're shitting in and that when fox you hole live, and you're yeah, just getting through it. When you yeah. live a life long enough like that, um, you suddenly wake up and realize you've got nothing planned for the future. You can't actually think and look forward to anything in yep. the future it's gone i really try hard to look forward to something but it's not there there's nothing in there yeah. and uh and so i'm now just taking one day at a time you know so where's yeah. your joy then oh look i still have a sense of humor which is great so the joy comes from uh you know practical jokes and um you know uh Vengeance on fuckwits. <laughs> and, uh, you know, You're to, the best superhero. Uh, crime against the council every year. They have no idea, but you know, I just do things to amuse myself, and uh, uh, that's I get a little bit of pleasure from doing that and plotting these things. Um, and parenting is, you know, it has its ups and its downs, but it, it's incredibly rewarding, you know. Yeah. That's great to hear that. But mm. I was on the back of, you know, however long we've been talking now, to just hear that it's incredibly rewarding. Mm. Um, what's what's the rewarding part? Like, what do you find rewarding about doing both both forms of parenting that you have to do, normal and extreme? Getting it right, you know. Doing your best to get it right is the rewarding bit. You know, you know you're doing something, you're adding value, you're th that that and you're not always going to get it right you fuck yeah. it up yes. sometimes yeah but um that is the bit you do and uh as a house dad you know we're uh, i think i don't know whether well i think we're a bit undervalued or un not quite understood well there's not many of us well there's more now and well what we found out sorry last week that yeah. it's still only one percent Wow. Of, of, uh, of stay-at-home primary carers are, are dads. Well, I find that hard to believe, but if that's a fact, that's um, it's time for the, you know, it's time for the world to understand that we're not bubbling idiots in every representation. No, we're not ad dads. Yeah. You know we're, just, we're not those dads from you know, the ads. You see house 
Sometimes what I is have. it? House husbands and all that fucking yeah. shit that they're making us look like dickheads. How do I use and a washing good. machine? We're really good at this, yeah. right? And we and we take a scientific approach to how I do anyway. I mean, I know how to hang laundry so it dries a half an hour faster. Right? <laughs> I've studied this, and uh, you know, and uh, and you know, our mums were amazing creatures, but. There's no but. They were amazing creatures, but, well, it's hard to not say but. But uh, House Dad also cleans the gutters, paints, paves, restumps, concretes, yeah. drills uh, the doors, all the broken windows in my house yeah. are repaired. You know, the dad is doing more than what a mother did. Well, it that sounds like you certainly are, but don't yeah. put that pressure on the rest of us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just edit lazy. that bit out, actually. <laughs> well, just like, dead. wait, you fixed doors. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 fucking restump. Yeah, what do you no, mean? No, no, there was a school, school project with some kids at my uh, son's school talked about their dads, and, uh, and one kid said, well, he makes cups of tea. You know, yeah. Right. So there are dads that are that are still that old school dad, still just uh, house dads and making cups of tea. But I'm not that kind of dad, right? No. But I feel like, look, obviously, there's a huge part of that is because of the 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 first child that you had. But I also get the sense from you that you'd have been that guy regardless. Yes, I am. Because you're very practical, very, very active and hands on. Yeah. And, um, I like fixing things. Yeah. If you're talking about joy, I like fixing things. I don't necessarily love fixing broken windows and everything my child breaks in the house, but I like making things farter, faster, smarter, and more efficient. So yeah. everything is incredibly logically thought and practical in my household. Yeah, you're like the sweet. Greek Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I tell my and I teach my uh, you know normal son to do things um, uh, smart, uh, uh, smarter, not harder. You know, yeah, so yeah. you know by cleaning the leaves, bring the bin closer to you, so you're not doing all that travel. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you know, just simple just, things. So yeah. smarter, like not harder. You know? Yeah, sweet. Uh, now you uh, you've always spoken quite uh, warmly and affectionately about your wife. Um, where do you guys find time to uh, be just in the space together? Is that, again, I- into the early hours of the morning? Or wh- where do you have your moments? Oh, look, we, we've we given up on this, but we'd have the... Uh, we u- used to have a lot of naughty weekends in hotels <laughs> yeah. and we'd get everybody possible to, you know, watch the kids at that time. I thought you, know, you were about to say, hey, we get everybody possible to come along. <laughs> <laughs> that is I a naughty weekend. This is the story of the hello, this podcast is taking a turn. That would be a time where we could just go, you know, wake up in the morning and not deal with a, uh, you know, a screaming child or, yep. you know, a uh, uh, poo incident or whatever. And, yep. we'd just, uh, and we'd start the weekend off with massages immediately. Yep. That's the first thing. You just get a, get in. Have a massage, Dalesford or something like that, yeah. and then you just chilled out, hotel room, great sex, r- you know, rest up and get back into it and come home. We're doing that less now. She's working so hard and sort of half the time, half a you know, half, usually away half a year. You know, yeah, so wow. It's getting harder to do that. So yeah, well, there's a bit of a, it's hard on the relationship at yeah. the moment. You know, it's really hard to reconnect, but we're. We still love each other. 
Yeah, that's, that's great. Nice. Mm. That's excellent. Um, what do you wish you'd known before you went into parenting? Oh, uh, I think I knew. Great question. Glad I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I waited that long to be a parent that I, I knew I didn't have any expectations uh, that it would be um, easy. I knew yeah. what I knew, and and a relationship is not easy. It's work, it's hard yeah. work, and so I can't say that anybody. I, I can't say that I had any thoughts about parenting before I got into it. Right. About you know, I asked a lot of people with uh, with kids about how what do you do. <laughs> and, uh, my wife, my wife read you know twenty books. She's a reader, and yeah. I'm not a reader, so she she got all the information about sleep and how to get uh, you know very military. So we were yeah. lucky to have good sleeping children, and man, um, I learnt by trial and error. You know, yeah, so yeah, wow, get it done, get it done, yeah, try something different, and because I don't have, uh, and I'm and I've invented a lot of clever things about you know keeping my child safe and um and things that uh i could share but it's another whole other podcast (laughs) (laughs) well we'll probably get you back again um do you have one more question um just one is there a horror story that you'd want to share horror story because i reckon you've got but i feel We've already heard what a lot. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I, I just feel like that's what we normally ask. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> mate, there's a long list of horror, horror stories. This morning, I, my son, who doesn't uh, go to the toilet and still in nappies, um, uh, I've worked out a way to push on his belly because I have to sit opposite him in, on the toilet. So yeah. I've spent a lot of time in the toilet because uh, he gets up. He'll yeah. get up and try and shit on the carpet. And so I spent a lot of time there trying to push it out. I'm trying to push his uh, poo out by pressing my toes against his belly oh, wow. while he's on the toilet. And, uh, you know, after 25 minutes, it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. So, you know, and he's spitting on my feet and scratching my feet and whacking them and doing whatever at, at the time. This is this morning. Yeah. And so he hops in the shower and he and he takes a shit in the shower. Okay. And so I get my clothes off and I'm pushing the shit down the shower plug with my toes. <laughs> and uh, And then I, you know, I had a moment where I went, wow. You know, how did I become a dad like this? Yeah. You know. Wow. Anyway, that's today, but that's not <laughs> a horror story. But uh, you know what? You like, but you are t- you are taking your clothes off, getting in the shower, and pushing the shit down the drain. And as extreme as that sound sounds, you're also just a dad getting it done. Yes. Like, yes. And that, get that it seems done. to be your attitude. Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, well, fuck, I've got to do this now. Yeah. yeah oh well, the horror stories uh, went on for years. I mean, you know, no one, you don't. Um, think the parenting is going to be scooping shit out of your kid's mouth for two years, you know, yeah. so, and, uh, and the mess that that made. But then you invent something, like you, you sew flannelette pyjamas together so he can't get to his nappies, you know. Yeah. You work out a way 
to avoid and you've made all of that. You, you seem know. to make a way of uh, of like this phenomenal parenting that you're doing just sound like so ordinary. Like the way you were coming across, like, oh, well, this is just what you do. Yeah. You just get it across. <laughs> but the more I think about it, the more I think, fuck, what a job you're doing. Like it's, what an uh, and fucking insane. It is uh, extraordinary when you have extreme emotional stress every day. Um, it's usually just when you're watching your footy team, right? But I have it every day. Uh, uh, when so you, so when every you day you're watching your footy team lose the grand final. <laughs> That's, right. That's, right. That's exactly Every day you're watching like. your footy team take a shit in the yeah. shower. You just become a completely different human being. And uh, you are, I'm probably the best person to be around in a crisis. I'm kind yeah. of very calm. Yeah. And I'm moving as fast as I need to yeah. to solve the problem. Fuck, James. Yeah. Nice. It's good. It's a good skill to have. I didn't really want it, but <laughs> I've got it. Right. <laughs> what a great ending. Look, I, um, I'm super appreciative of your honesty. I always have been as your mate. Uh, and I'm very grateful uh, for the way you've shared on this. So well, thanks, thanks for your time, man. man. That thanks was really good. It was good was fun. Apart really from the builders next door, <laughs> get your cock out. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Let's all get our cocks out. Let's do it. There's no builders, really. We're just going to get our cocks out. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening. Again. Was that good on a Mate. level on a level of podcast? Did you get what you wanted? This is absolutely one of my favourites. Yeah, know this has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. it's been really good. It's all been right. a real kind of eye opener. Like, oh my god, we're doing all right. <laughs> You're doing all right. I made you Stop. feel lucky about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for your misery. Dads.